Hey everybody, you're listening to Sit Down with Stand-Ups. I'm Ari Azizian, and my guest today is hands down the funniest comedian you'll ever see perform, Mr. Dom Herrera. And he's one of my all-time comedy heroes, and to get the opportunity to even talk with him was truly an honor. It was amazing. It was an awesome experience. He was nice enough to invite me over to the comedy store where we recorded this episode, and we recorded it in the basement of the store in this, like, 1960s booth where we were sitting like four inches away from each other the whole time so uh, it was really awesome and it's not every day you get a chance to talk to a hero so needless to say I was pretty nervous during the whole interview and the venue didn't help either because the entire time we're talking these comedy gods were walking by us like Jeff Ross was walking by Nate Bargatze Natasha Leggero Don Barris and it just keeps going on and on and it was just such an awesome experience, and I got, I got to sing a Beatles song with him. So I got to sing a Beatles tune with Mr. Dom Herrera. It doesn't get any better than that. So that's enough of me blabbering. Here's my interview with Dom Herrera. so much for meeting me here at the comedy store and uh um, my pleasure my friend Ari, we go fan. back a long way let's face a long it. way <laughs> you <laughs> made me in this business and then you could squash me like a little bug <laughs> to when i watched you I at the punchline and the comedy store yeah but it was you always staring leering see <laughs> yeah oh um, i wanted to talk to you a little about uh how you got started i know you mentioned that you started an improv comedy didn't and then i tell you at the beginning of this interview no questions okay i'm sorry <laughs> i'll start over can i can I extrapolate? Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Just extrapolate and just pull oh, things so apart. So it means yeah. what it's... Uh, when I, when I use my hands... <laughs> give me a definition of a word by using the word. Extrapolate <laughs> means to like, like, you know, like extrapolate. Yeah. Chin. Um, what did you ask me? How did I get started? Yeah, I was just wondering because you mentioned you started in improv and then you went into a stand-up comedy. I worked amongst the poor and... <laughs> And the uh, the underprivileged, making them laugh as they waited in line for soup, <laughs> even on hot summer days. God they bless were giving them. soup on hot summer days. Yes, steamy, <laughs> piping hot coffee. They tried, they tried to kill the poor bastards. <laughs> Somehow they lived, lived a better life, and yeah. here I am. That's my answer. Hot soup and comedy in the right. summer of July. Don't you forget that tough guy. <laughs> You and your little fancy Hawaiian shirt. You think you're better than everybody else. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. Well, maybe you are, but that's not the point. You could show a little humility. I will. I promise. I was just wondering, yeah, because I, I started an improv, too, and then I liked that. I hate your work. You <laughs> always did, always will. I love you personally. I, I despise your work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, you repulse me on stage, off stage. I love you. <laughs> anyway, how's it been going? <laughs> it's been going yeah, okay. Yeah, I hear good things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh, the spot at the Sal's Comedy Hole. So Sal's I'm Comedy Hole? If I could do a plug <laughs> on my own podcast. Is that really a place? <laughs> yeah, it's in the back of a sandwich shop. The back of the what? It's like a sandwich shop, and then they have like oh. this giant thing in the back. What a fulfilling night. Yeah. Eating and yucking. <laughs> eating like yucks. All the people eating their tuna sandwiches. What would you like to see? Some uh, open micers, <laughs> yeah. Just walk to the back, <laughs> make the tuna go down. But yeah, you're a huge Beatles fan. I am. Yeah. You know why? why? You know what? Because I like to keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening today. 
the Beatles, the uh, Ronettes, <laughs> the Trogs, all those guys. Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Lawrence Welk. John Philip Sousa. <laughs> now, parade music, that's where it's at. And, uh, <laughs> sorry. Excuse me, Don, yeah. could you lift your feet, please? We're in the middle of an interview. I can't. I'm Mr. We're in the, this is, Don, Don, this is a podcast. You don't come in here. Your Whoa. Feet. Whoa, what the hell is going on? Mr. Don Barris is here. I'm He's a great comedian. Say, I'm sorry I came in and interrupted <laughs> this podcast. I apologize. Call me, call me Don. Oh. Don Barris, just stopping by. A little guest set. Yeah. Um, so did, did you want to be an actor first? Or did you start like what in college? A failure? No, I was just, just I mean, wondering. You, well, like I'm you a loser. <laughs> I became a comedian. Made well, millions of dollars. About, I hear your well? story about you did uh, Woody Allen. In an improv sketch, and you're like a medieval Woody Allen. Yeah, he was. Uh, and you do a lot of characters in your stand-up, which I also love. Macbeth. Uh, we did Woody Allen and Macbeth. All hail Macbeth. All hail Macbeth. Great, great. Just when he primeval cheerleaders. <laughs> um, sorry, am I sitting too close to for this podcast? No, no. We're like four I'm inches fine. away from each other. <laughs> um, so what Just made get you... off my lap, will you? <laughs> it's a little awkward. Adam, uh, 945. Uh, 10.50 I was wondering what made you wanted to start stand-up You started in Philly? Let me tell you something about what it's like to have a gift Punk (laughs) Uh, The gods just came down I started in Miami Acting, I was in a a comedy group Children's theater called the Plastic Town Players Oh, cool And then I did some plays I don't know if you recognize me as the rabbi in Fiddler on the Roof Maybe this I will thought you looked back. familiar. Maybe this will bring back some <laughs> memories. May God bless and keep the czar far away from us. Tradition, tradition. <laughs> oh, day and night must scramble for a living. Feed the wife and children. I can back up late. <laughs> and you started doing stand-up in Miami, and how was that, like, transition? Because you no, went to New start York doing after? I Miami. I just started in New York. New York, Okay. Yeah. So you started doing the improv in, in Miami. Philly, I just did plays. I went to, from Miami to Philly, taught school for a couple of years, and then did plays. And oh, cool. I got my equity card in children's theater. Oh, awesome. I mean, I like, I like to do improv, too, and I feel like that helps a lot when you start yeah, doing stand-up. Yeah, it gives you chops. Yeah. It's just the writing is the second obstacle once you start doing that. Yes, it's quite an obstacle, <laughs> isn't it? The creative, the, the actual creative writing field jokes. of show business, writing. <laughs> you know, I really, yeah, I don't mind doing it, but I hate that writing shit. Every day with the oh, pen and paper. Oh, yeah, yay. <laughs> they got to be, you know what? You can't even steal jokes. <laughs> Not like the good old days. Like the old, On the Borscht Belt, and you could just take everybody's yeah. uh, Can I do your act this weekend? You're relaxing, right? <laughs> they used to do that, you know. Really? Yeah, they used to like buy each other's or borrow each other's acts. Wow, and nobody knew because there's no YouTube or <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Imagine that. Do you write every day still? No, I, I don't write anymore. I just edit stuff out. I'm trying, trying to like trim my act down to five minutes. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong? What kind of interviewer are you? I'm sorry. You I'm know just what a nervous. Person, kids, <laughs> you're very hurtful. Well, I was just wondering what your writing process was like. Do you write on stage or do you just sit at home and work out material that way? Because I know like Bill Burr, like he says, he doesn't write. He just Bill goes Burr's on stage. A, he's, a, he's a cheap ripoff of uh, me. 
Another punk fucking Boston pussy. He's not going to hear this, is he? He's my friend. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just made that up. You're not friends? No. <laughs> um, ah, I see what you did. The old twist. The old <laughs> switch around. Ah, oldest, trick, oldest trick in the book. I like the way you think. The tables have turned. You're not original. You're yeah. my kind of guy. <laughs> is this thing on? Is this thing on? That's another thing. I love your characters that you do in your stand-up. Like, you'll do, like, your uncle and, like... My ass. My Uncle my Tony. Ass. My ass. <laughs> your sister's ass. Leave my sister's ass out of this. <laughs> I don't want to... If you're talking about your own ass, that's fine. What What's, like, something that really... I mean, you've been doing stand-up for how long now? Like, over 30 years? It's 1980. What is that? 1980. 35? I don't know. I don't know. Something. Stop asking me about it. I'm dying. No more math questions. But dying over here. What's your favorite thing about stand-up today as opposed to when you were first starting out? The chicks, man. The chicks. The babes. Yeah. Hot girls like that one right there. <laughs> With the long, sinewy legs. The beautiful little muffs. <laughs> the muffs? I don't know. I'm not up to date with muffs. The honeypots. <laughs> That's what I like, the honeypots. I mean, uh, do you, because I'm st- just new, obviously, and I'm horrible at You're it. You're kidding. You yeah. seem like a, a seasoned old anchorman. <laughs> I would never know. <laughs> I, it's, d- does it get easier at any point, no. or is it, is it always well, a challenge? It gets easier. The writing doesn't. And why do you think that is? Do you think, like, you, do you get sick of, like, your material? It's just hard. It's hard to be creative. There's so many minds thinking about the same shit. You know, That's imagine true. writing a love song today, how original it would have to be with Right. The billion love songs written. Yeah. And like McCartney thought yesterday was already taken. And it's like the most original. He thought yesterday was taken? Yeah. He kept playing it to people. Like scrambled eggs. You heard oh, that yeah. one, right? Oh, yeah. He goes, I can't believe nobody did this. Yeah. Before. He's like, are you sure this isn't? Yeah. So it is hard. So that is my next question is like, how do you stay original and stay on top of it? And I got two words for you. Gene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I try my best. Yeah. Do you, you know, it's fun for me is to see, like, young crowds laughing at me. That's what gives me a career. I used to think, and I'm not comparing myself with him by any stretch, but Rodney Dangerfield was, you know, really, uh, really good to me, and I was very close to him. And uh, in bed, I'm talking about bed. Just <laughs> cuddle, spoon. Same blanket. I put my dick right between his legs, never in his ass, because he was a bit... No, but we... Uh, you know, I learned from him, and I thought, how cool is it that he crossed generations that totally. college kids go to see him, you know? Yeah. No, I always think of you kind of like a Rodney. And, I, I mean, it's amazing. I can only, as a door guy who sees comedy every night, yeah. it's only really you, like Alan Havey, Mark Schiff, all these guys who sort of cross. I'm, I'm better than those two. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up people I'm better than <laughs> instead of people I'm worse than. No, but it's really cool because I'll come. I saw you at the Laugh Factory like a week ago or a month ago, and you were with like Billy Gardell and like Harlan oh, Williams. Oh, I brought that bastard in there. Yeah. What a mean-spirited guy he is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he's great. And it's just fun. Like I watch the crowd more, and I like listen obviously, but I like see who's like laughing at every joke, and everybody's laughing along with your jokes, like young, old, like any it's, demographic, and it's, and it's very cool. So awesome. Do you, I mean, obviously that's not intentional, right? When you're like writing your jokes, you're not like no, I'm thinking about I'm an 18 smart. year old guy or whatever. No, I just try and write funny stuff and hopefully they get it. Yeah. And is it, like, the key is 
Is it like a lot of writing or is it a lot of just going on stage and testing it out? A mixture of the two? I don't know. I'm not a real writer, you know. Like I, I write by improvising first and then writing instead of writing and then doing it. Woody Allen's really a writer, you know. Yeah. So, so you don't sit down, you just... Well, you know, I get up on stage and... Excuse me, I said the other night, this woman, I said, I'd really like to sleep with you. And they laughed and looked at me kind of tensely, and I said, I'm not talking about sex, I'm talking about eight full hours <laughs> of restful sleep. <laughs> and, you know, like, that was just an improv, but I think there's a place for that somewhere. Yeah. Maybe not in my act, maybe in a better comedian's <laughs> act. No, I remember when I saw you a month ago at the Laugh Factory, this, like, very like good-looking Brazilian lady came and sat in the front in the middle of your act and she had like a tight dress on and you just stop in the middle of your joke and you're like, I would shoot a load over a hedge <laughs> to be with you. <laughs> oh, man. And she was laughing too and it was amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. So you can get people to laugh at when you get punched in the face. <laughs> they throw you out of any fucking bar in the world. <laughs> Has anything ever I, bad like that happened? I like to shoot a load over your head. <laughs> I wanna, can I get you a drink, sir? <laughs> Has anything bad ever happened no. to you like that? Like Jeff Ross was saying he got slapped no, upstairs. No, I wouldn't. Well, he, no, nobody's going to slap me. Yeah. Nobody's going to slap me, Gene. <laughs> Sitting on top of the world, Ma. <laughs> Edward G. Robinson. This no, coming in strong. Jim, at this point Jimmy in the Cagney, Cagney. Doing sorry. Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> see, well, this part of the podcast we're going to go over, see? Now listen, you mugs. <laughs> Forget about the old podcast. This is the new, see? And I don't hear nothing about it, see? Yeah, this is High Characterville. Hop in the jalopy. <laughs> hey, scram, will you? <laughs> hey, you flatfoot. 23 skadoo. <laughs> but that was such a fun show to watch upstairs. Was every comic, like a young comic, would come up and do a minute, and then you guys would critique, critique them afterwards. Like yeah. you, Jeff Ross, Tony Hinchcliffe, who's amazing, and Brian Redband. I mean, do you do you look at those guys and... Can you tell sort of like they who's got it? They make me sick. They make you sick. Do I look at them and what? Do you kind of, can you sort of see like if they have it in them or oh, the guys are they on? so fresh and it's such a short I amount of time? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what do I care? Like all of a sudden I'm caring about other, I don't care. First of all, I should tell you, I don't care about my own career that much, <laughs> let alone some fucking guy I never met to watch him for a minute. It's an act. Yeah. It's all an act. See, when I was nice, I was acting. <laughs> when I was mean, I meant it. <laughs> That's the me. That's the real me. No, you're so Don, true. please stop walking back and forth. We're doing a podcast here. When did that start? Well, it started when, when you... Oh, you know what? I came in here before I interrupted, and I... Oh, I am so damn sorry. No, but we're, we're doing a thing, you know, with the Tom Petty music up there. What is it with this crazy music, this hateful music? Satan told me to play. It's hateful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tell them to turn it down. Go back to your podcast. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> is it Tom or Don? It's, it is Don. Don? You're, you're Don. You're Don Barris? Yeah. I love your stuff. Oh, thank you. I used to watch you with my daddy. Oh, that's right. I remember you sent a picture one time. Yeah. Don Barris just stopped by the show. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, I love him. Sir. He's so cool. I saw him on Kimmel warming up the crowd when I went to his taping. He's a little fat, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Never noticed what a fat ass he had until he walked up the steps. <laughs> My God. The ultimate test. The wood creak <laughs> and the staircase. <laughs> Listen to the floor. <laughs> Listen to the floor bulging <laughs> as he walked. Um, and you also were on Saturday Night Live as a writer for a while? No, I was hired on for 
three shows and I never really got on. Well, was the reason I became a stand-up because I just, you know, I didn't want to, uh, I could control my own fate better. Yeah. Some fucking asshole named Dick Ebersole. Oh, I've heard who I still hate till this day. Uh, he, uh, he says, call me an asshole, but I'm firing all of you. This is without even seeing us. I get, Jeez. I go, excuse me. He goes, what? I go, you're an asshole. <laughs> he looked at me like this fucking kid's nuts. That's awesome. That was during like Eddie Murphy and. That was with Murphy and Joe Piscopo. Wow. That's so cool. That's yeah. Legendary. Um, where'd you get those shoes? Vans. Matches your shirt, kind of. If you want it, you can have it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think Thank so. you anyway. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's your favorite Beatles song? I don't have a, fa- a favorite, but some of my favorites would be We Can Work It Out. Uh, Do you have an album that you really listen to a lot? No. No? I like them all. You never give me your money. You only give me your funny papers. And in the middle of negotiation, you break down. Your song is also amazing. I think it's like the most poignant love song of my generation. (laughs) Just to disappoint you further. Yeah. And each time I think of you, I get distracted by something more interesting. (laughs) Each time that I think of you. What am I, Bob Dylan? (laughs) You have that one line where it's kind of like Bob Dylan-y. I must have, what was it in the beginning? I guess I must have forgot. No. Well, the one line's kind of Beatles is because people say I'm a loser. Yeah. But what does that make you? Your mother says I'm pedantic, but she's a big fat ooh. (laughs) Such a great song. There's that other song that plays at the beginning of your podcast on too? uh, She Had Only Been Ugly. I haven't heard the full song yet. Is it up or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's out, but I mean, I, don't, I guess not. I gotta listen to that one. There's a couple more we haven't released. We did a kink song called "Sunny Afternoon." Oh, great song! You know that song? Yeah. Taxman taking all my dough and left me in my stately home, grazing on a sunny afternoon. Let's just sing. 60s hits for the rest of the show. Wow, what a podcast. <laughs> and Edward G. Robinson. Wow. <laughs> I can't sell my lot. I get everything I got to What's your favorite thing about stand-up today? Jeez, uh, I don't know. I think it's really in good, good form. I think there's a lot of great young guys that are out there now. I think there was definitely a lull for a while in the 90s, you know, and it came back strong. Now it's really good. It's some of the best comedians I've ever seen. It's amazing. Like Rogan will be here one night. Like Bill Burr. Yeah, we did a show uh, on uh, Joe and I did a show on July Fourth. We had oh, a, cool. put a ball. That's so fun. Yeah. And like, do you still get a like a big kick out of like trying out a new bit and oh, man. working out yeah, new stuff? Oh man, yeah, something new works. I'm thrilled. Yeah. You didn't have to bring me candy, man. Oh. Well, I really appreciate you talking to me. You're nice bottle my of wine hero. Have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. No, Some of the comedians no, that I've given alcohol to, I go home and I listen to other records. And they're yeah, like, they oh, I've been sober for 20 you. years. Yeah, and I'm right. like, oh, <laughs> I just messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> and they start talking to you about your problem. Yeah. Fuck you. 
So chocolate, I feel like, is the most <laughs> like, the neutral <laughs> gift. Yeah. You um, know that has gluten in it. Oh, glutton. <laughs> Um, I was just wondering about some of the voiceover stuff you've done too, because I grew up with Hey Arnold and Ernie yeah. Potts was awesome, and I just love. I love doing when that. When I figured out that that was your voice too. When did you figure it out? It was like a year ago when you were like talking about. It. I was like, oh my god, my favorite you comedian about it on stage. No, I was in a podcast. I think. Oh. I was like, my favorite comedian is also in one of my like cartoons that I grew up with. It's so cool. Well, that was uh, that was the best one I've ever been in. I've been in a bunch of them that are good. Barnyard was good back at the barnyard. I miss Barnyard. Really I was like in high school when that came out. Yeah, you're too old for that. Uh, Rocco's Modern World. Oh, really? You were in that too? Yeah. I Are those it. fun? Like, do you get to go and yeah, work with well, like Dan Arnold Castellaneta? Was, really was yeah. Castellaneta and stuff like working oh, with him? Oh, he you? was great. He's yeah. so fucking talented. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you even, you said you got that job from got your because of lounge my, singer? My voice, my, uh, my voice. I got my voiceover because of my voice. <laughs> no, I got it because of the uh, voice I do for uh, the lounge comedian. Which is one of my favorite characters. Oh, ah, oh, 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 ah, ah, oh. It's just a good. <laughs> and he just does, like, basic jokes and sells them really hard. Yeah. Guy walks into a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist says, what's the problem? Guy says, I don't know, Doc. I just can't see, seem to keep any friends, you fat fuck. <laughs> Come on, folks. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, pal. <laughs> and you just came back from Kilkenny recently? About a month. About yeah. a month? Uh, yeah, not even. Yeah, I was in Kilkenny for... I've been there more than any other uh, American comedian. Wow. And they have a huge like, comedy festival? the godfather of Kilkenny. Wow. Tom Marrero, you're the godfather of Kilkenny. For fuck's sake, have a Guinness. <laughs> Have a Guinness and beat your shillelagh. <laughs> beat your shillelagh to death, Tom Moreira, your little wooden horny stick. <laughs> Do you still enjoy like going to like places like that and like Montreal and going on the road? Yeah, I yep. do. What's like the best part about being like a com professional comedian, in your opinion? No, just making people laugh. You yeah. Know. <laughs> I promise I wasn't going to cry. It's so beautiful to see those poor bastards, those lifeless bastards laughing. With those people with no hope or dreams. Well, you said you were also a grade school teacher, too, when you were young. And Watch you it. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> I, I taught fourth grade, yeah, for three years. And you would do stand-up at night? like after No, work? I was doing plays. Oh, okay. And... When you transition into stand-up and you're, like, left improv, I heard you talk about that realization where you're like, oh, I have to say the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Was that hard at first? Yeah, it was hard to say the same thing over and over. Very hard. How did you, like, figure that out and, like, try to well, when they started, move improv? I saw and how much money the guys that said things over and over were getting. Yeah, versus the improv guys. The guys were original and extemporaneous. It's and a big difference. And it was pretty quick for you, right? Like you were yeah. playing clubs and stuff like right away. Yeah, I was on television in three years. Wow. I hate to say that to comedians today because they go, I'm only in it for 10 years. Yeah. I go, holy shit. <laughs> I would have fucking hung myself. <laughs> Do you think doing it in a city like L.A. is like a bad place to start nowadays? Very bad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you don't want to start here. You, you, you want to start like in Atlanta. Oh, well, I don't know. Not anymore. It's hard. I don't know where. You shouldn't just, start. Just, yeah, just just <laughs> I'm going up. to a real, give up. You, you real estate. Yeah. 
Um, let's see what else I wanted to ask you. Oh, great fucking interview. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's see what else I wanted to ask you. Who says that? Imagine an anchor man saying that in an interview with a fucking ambassador. From, what else did I want to ask you, ambassador? I wish I was Larry King so I could just go to the phones. Charleston, you're on the air. <laughs> just sit back. Um, I mean, you you came up with like Seinfeld and like Leno and all these great guys. Well, Leno was before me. Seinfeld was a little bit before me, but not as much. But like, I mean, Seinfeld's great, obviously, and he's the best. And But like a lot of the people in your class, like... A lot of them don't do stand-up anymore. Yeah. What do you think is the main thing that like differentiates I think if you don't, it? If you don't make it to the next generation, it's really trouble. You know, you really have to make that transition, or they have to like you. There's nothing really you can do about it. Yeah, it happens or it doesn't. You can't like cater your act. See, totally. Yeah. See the applause I get for saying <laughs> one person applauding <laughs> in <laughs> another floor. <laughs> well, I mean. For you, like, when you started noticing that, I mean, obviously it wasn't planned, so you just transitioned through that yeah, next yeah, level yeah. of, like, generation, I guess, like the next yeah. group of kids that came through? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how it happened. I, mean, I really don't. I think certainly... Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> the podcast and... Uh, podcast probably more than anything. My own podcast... At Dom Herrera, or no, what is it called? Dom Herrera uh, Live at the Live Laugh Factory. Factor. Which will my Twitter. I get my Twitter mixed up with my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I talk to myself for an hour on Twitter. <laughs> uh, is there any, anything that you're looking forward to work on and stuff in the future? That I we can hear this fucking interview <laughs> after it's edited into two minutes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Herrera. Right, I really pleasure, appreciate it. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you, sir. All right, that's the show. See, I told you I was nervous. Jeez. Well, regardless, uh, he couldn't have been nicer to me, and uh, it was truly an honor to get to talk with him. And amazing guy. Hilarious. But, uh, hey, before you go, if you haven't seen Dom Herrera live yet, you're seriously missing out. Uh, he's going to be headlining at the Comedy and Magic Club, where I'm a door guy at, October 14th and 15th. That's Wednesday and Thursday. So get your tickets, because it will sell out, guys. I promise you, it'll be the funniest show you'll ever see. Uh, also, if you want to listen to a podcast that's actually funny, subscribe to Dom Herrera Live at the Laugh Factory. I, it's one of my favorites. It's absolutely, he has great guests and such a funny show. And uh, also go on iTunes and download Dom's song, Disappoint You Further. Disappoint You Further, it's absolutely hilarious. It's like a mix of Beatles, Bob Dylan, The Kinks, everything. It's just so awesome, and he's a great singer, too. Just get it. It's only 99 cents. What's that, like five minutes of parking in downtown? Just do it. Just get it. And uh, don't forget to follow him on Twitter at Dom Herrera. So that's the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.